welcome to welcome back to Wednesday Whispers. Uh, again, I'm your host, Chris Hayes. Sorry for the bit of uh, delay between episodes. As you probably know, um, it's not our podcast not available on Spotify and Google. I was kind of waiting for it to get approved by Apple so I could put it out in there, but um, still pending approval on that. So we're just gonna get into it. Um, well, again, I wanted to have it a little bit earlier, but you know, school happened. I had to do homework at home, and then finish during my study hall. It's very confusing. I didn't know what to do. It took me two hours just to get started. Um, but it's been a uh, pretty busy uh, past couple weeks in the NFL, especially. This is usually a big dead time uh, in the NFL right before the combine starts and soon as he picks up. So it was pretty surprising to see everything that happened, but there was a lot that went on. So we're just gonna jump right in. Uh, the first thing we're gonna talk about is the Joe. Flacco trade. Uh, the Ravens sent Joe Flacco uh, to the Broncos for a fourth round pick. This is a great trade for the Ravens. Uh, most of the league knew that the Ravens were going to release Flacco if they couldn't find a partner just because, you know, Lamar Jackson had become the full-time starter. And the fact that they could get a fourth round pick out of this uh, was pretty impressive. Uh, good move by the Ravens general manager. And that's just it. I mean, it's Lamar Jackson's. He they in the keys of the car. As uh, if there's any question, but now it's it's officially hit. For the Broncos, this is an interesting trade to say the least. I think it could be good. They still need a director of quarterback. They can't go in to the season with Joe Flacco as their quarterback. They need to still draft someone. I think you know they're really in love with Drew Locke in the draft, and definitely he's going to be there at 10, I think that would make a lot of sense, and I just, it doesn't make much sense if they roll with Flacco, they need a, LA needs to stop trying to patch quarterback holes and just draft a good quarterback high and commit, um, he just struck, he's actually built a solid roster, he just always struggles to find that quarterback, let's just hope that he does draft the quarterback, otherwise I feel bad for Rick Pagio that he finally gets the job and he can't do this um case keenum said he was shocked by the trade this means case keenum's on the way out whether they could find a trade partner or they release some i mean if you look at their stats they're per game because joe flacco played some of those games their uh completions were pretty much the same attentions flacco a little bit more he had a little more completions too about 30 more yards per game they're really their uh stats are close to identical but I think we can all agree that Flacco's a better quarterback, and he's definitely been a better game manager, and I think he could be a good mentor to a young quarterback for a year. Um, kind of like what the Bears did with Glennon and Trubisky, but this time Flacco's actually a way better quarterback than Mike Corner. Um, yeah, Case Keenum's definitely going to be on the way out. Case Keenum was a failed experiment. I wasn't really expecting much once he left Minnesota. I think him and Shermer just kind of clicked. And once he left, I didn't see much going on. Yeah, so overall, it's a great trade for the Ravens. The fact they got any compensation, especially a fourth-round pick, was pretty impressive. But the Broncos, this trade, if they just bring Flacco in to mentor a young uh, quarterback, I think that's a good trade for them. But if they try and roll with Flacco, I don't think that's very smart, and I think the results will show that. Um, I mean, if you look at Flacco's best, one of his best years, it was in Baltimore. They would have had a great defense and a good running game. I mean, they're going to have that in Denver with Vic Fangio now coaching the defense and Bill Bogey at running back. So, 
this you know this trade could turn out well um I don't think again I said this multiple times he's not the long term solution I don't think Elway should view him as a long term solution I hope Elway doesn't view him as a long term solution I think they draft Drew Lock at 10 sit him behind a flag for a year they like what they see Drew Lock was actually they just kind of rushed quarterbacks around I mean Paxton Lynch you know he was never good uh, Casey hasn't been good. Charles Simeon, they, they need to find a good quarterback. But the rest of the roster isn't terrible. They have Portland Sun. Uh, they need to make a decision on Manuel Sanders. Obviously, everyone knows how good Philip Lindsay is. Uh, defense defense is looking solid, especially with Fangio coming in to coach it. But, yeah, that was just, it was kind of a came-out-of-nowhere trade. Um, and I think it could definitely work out well for both teams. But for now, uh, Ravens definitely made out well. Case Keenum's a big loser here. Um... Some spots Case Keenum could go to. I mean, he could maybe try Jacksonville could keep the spot there. Maybe just be a backup to a young quarterback. Um, maybe the Redskins, you know, if they decide they're going to stick with Alex Smith at leg injury. But I don't know. It's definitely it's something to watch this weekend. End up. Uh, next was Kyler Murray deciding to spurn the A's. This was a big storyline for a while. No one really knew where he was going. He said he was going to attend the combine, but, you know, that didn't really mean much. And then about a week or so ago, or, yeah, about a week and a half, he officially committed to playing football. And this this is interesting. They got a feel for the A's. They took him ninth overall. They tried to keep him. They gave him a lot of, you know, gave him a lot of money, but fortunately he's leaving them. Tyler Murray's going to become the first athlete to be drafted in the first round of the NFL and the MLB. Definitely think he'll be drafted first round of the NFL. Uh, the main thing with him is his size. I mean, he's an electric player. He won the Heisman. Uh, he was third in yards, second in touchdowns. And, you know, his rushing yards were insane. Um, he, yeah, he was really something else. I mean, against Alabama, he ran for 109 yards. Texas, 39 West Virginia, 114, Kansas, 99, 66 against Oklahoma State. So he's he's really good. Um, he's nothing we've ever really seen, to be honest. He's people like the Russell Wilson comparison, and I and I see it. Um, he is a lot smaller than Russell Wilson. He's also a much more dynamic runner than Russell Wilson. I don't think the NFL has really ever seen an explosive runner like. Tyler Murray is, and it's interesting. He's listed as 5'10", 195. A lot of people have doubts about that uh, actual height, so that's something definitely to be watching for at the combine. Um, uh, coming up this week, whether, how much he actually, how tall he actually is, but it should be interesting. He should go first round. He's going to bring a lot of speed and electricity to wherever he goes. I like Washington as a fit there. Um, it should be, should be interesting. I... I think he's fast, but like once the big guys catch him, you know, if there's big guys in the NFL who can catch him, how's that going to turn out for him? So his size is definitely something to watch at the combine. Uh, this is not also not the best place for baseball. This, I mean, it's really starting between baseball and football. Baseball makes the most, most sense. You know, there's no chance for brain, much lower chance for brain damage. They have bigger, they hand up bigger contracts over there. But if you look at it. 
you're not you're never guaranteed to play pro in MLB. You're supposed to work all the way through the minors, and you're guaranteed. You're pretty. I mean, unless Kyle Murray gets shot, it is absolutely terrible in camp, and it, you will get a shot to play professional football. And it, also, if you look at it, I mean, look at this offseason the MLB. For those of you who don't follow MLB, two free agents are some. Bryce Harper and Mamet Chow are two of the biggest names in the game. And free agency started about mid-November, late November, early December, something like that. And Manny Machado just got signed towards the end of February. Bryce Harper is still unsigned. So many other good agents are still unsigned. And spring training preseason for those already started. And that's just not a good, good look for be. If this was the NFL, if someone of like Bryce Harper's class reached uh, free agency... You'd have so many suitors. Like those guys only had a couple suitors. They'd be all be handing them big contracts. They, he'd be gone in a week. Tops. The only reason he takes so long is if he's decided. It's not lack of suitors. It's not lack of uh, them giving him money. Like I mean, if you look, that's look how much they get for the Bears. They have for Khalil Mack and what they immediately signed to the biggest contract extension ever for a defensive player. You know how uh, if you're looking to play baseball, okay, how is that appealing to you? Some of the best players in the MLB having to wait so long to get signed. And the NFL had great ratings this year. Their concussion rate is down 30%. So, this is not the best look for baseball, but it makes sense for Tyler to choose, uh, to choose football. The next signing we're going to talk about is Kareem Hunt signing. This is interesting, to say the least. Um, I was in the study hall. And I saw a tweet from the Browns that they had signed Kareem Hunt. And I was confused. I was mildly surprised. I was actually pretty surprised. I was really expecting him to go to the Bears. I was going to have a Bears prediction, full prediction offseason or prediction offseason, um, which is going to come up before free agency starts. And one of those was going to be that Kareem Hunt was going to sign which I was expecting to happen. I hadn't fully made the decision of whether I want. I did not really want it. I didn't know how I was going to react if it had happened. Uh, but it didn't. So we don't have to deal, about that, deal with that. Um, I like Pace staying away. He, he spent so long trying to build a great culture. There's no reason to lose it. And yeah. I, yeah, this doesn't. Cleveland, I mean, they've already got. Uh, Duke Johnson, who's a really good uh, receiving back. Uh, Nick Chubb, who's a straight running back. You know, I know that he was on my fantasy football team, and he helped get me one of the very few wins that I had because he had a 99-yard touchdown. But he, he's very good. Um, Duke Johnson also had a, a, a good year. I remember that because I, I dropped him and then he took off. That was my story of my fantasy football team this year. But, I mean, they're both really good. I don't get the point of adding that baggage onto your team. It doesn't make much sense to me. Um, and, yeah, they have a, they have a likely young team. A lot of people, you know, they're rooting for the Browns just because they have never been that great forever. And all of a sudden, you have this highly controversial player and it kind of ruins them a little bit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I, people, people, a lot of people saying, oh, what do the Bears do now that they missed out on Kareem Hunt? They didn't miss out on Kareem Hunt. I'm pretty confident that if... The Bears had offered Hunt a contract. He was going to the Bears. It made the most sense for him. Yeah, they're in a much better place than the Browns. The Browns are on the road. So there's a much better 
familiarity with Nagy, but this was a great move uh, by Pace just staying out of it. Yes, you know, it takes good players to win championships, but you just gotta stay away from this because it, it, it honestly The Bears are seen as a likable team right now. None of their players really have major dirt on them, so it's, it's great to see that Pace wasn't willing to sacrifice the culture that he's built for uh, a good player. Um, for the Browns, if this works out for them, it could be, you know, a great addition. Uh, I assume this makes Duke Johnson expendable. And then if you have a, a running back tandem of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb with Baker Mayfield throwing the ball and Jarvis Landry on the outside, I think that is very dangerous. But it's also at what cost do uh, you sacrifice adding a player like that. So this was pretty surprising for me from the Browns standpoint. continually give players like these second chances. Um, so this is definitely just for to watch. He still hasn't been given out his suspension yet. My guess would be in somewhere six to eight games. So even if once, even once he plays for them, he'll still be out for about half the season. So that'll be definitely scoreline to follow. Uh, next we talk about Eric Reed. He was signed to a three-year extension from the Panthers. Which was well deserved. Uh, he, everyone thought he, they signed him a couple weeks into the season. Uh, he had all the baggage from kneeling during the national anthem, and I mean he had a great year. He had uh, 71 total tackles, one sack, an interception, five passes defended. Yeah, he, he was just he was a solid safety. He earned the extension. He got a uh, pretty decent extension. Um, I think it was like somewhere around three years, 220 million dollars. But also, him and Kaepernick released a settlement uh, with the NFL over the collusion case that the uh, Kaepernick was accusing the NFL owners of colluding him to keep him out of the league. And they really, they really, they reached a settlement. The money remains unknown, but well, I guess it was a nice chunk of change to keep the uh, NFL's brand good. Supposedly, the AAF, the new football league, uh, offered offered Kaepernick a job, but they declined, or but he declined. There's reports that Kaepernick was asking for twenty million. I don't really buy that, to be honest, but I do believe that he declined it because if you're if you're Kaepernick, you have two sides. You can either go ball out, prove that you know you belong in the NFL, which I think would have been the right choice. Or you can stay as the major force, as I like to call it, and get people to, you know, feel sorry for you. Which, yeah, you know, works on a Nike ad or whatever. Um, one thing to watch, though, Kaepernick might get got this offseason. One place to watch is the Panthers. They've shown they're willing to sign players like that. And they've also, uh, the status of Cam Newton is unknown. It, I, it should be interesting. And Eric Reed actually called out a Panthers writer about because uh, he said that Kaepernick lost the 49ers job to Blaine Gabbert. And Eric Reed tweeted out, quoting the Panthers' tweet from the website, he didn't lose his job to Blaine. He was coming off three surgeries and needed more time to heal. Once healed, he started again. No more false narratives in 2019. Please, he's in the best shape of his life and ready to help win the championship. So, 
the thing is, I'm not going to go and say, oh, Kaepernick is too bad to be in the league. I know he's a good enough quarterback to be in the league. He's definitely better than majority of the backups in the NFL. He's better, probably better than a few stars, but it's always like, at what cost do you have to add the baggage? I just don't, just don't think it's a great look for the NFL when players like Kareem Hunt and Ruben Foster constantly, you know, they, players like that always get second chances, but Kaepernick kneels and he doesn't get a second chance. I don't agree with Kaepernick, but I think it's pretty dumb that what Kareem Hunt and Ruben Foster they get some still get some second chance at a job, but Colin Kaepernick. So that's then. One other major story was Robert Kraft was arrested in a prostitution ring. This is very, very interesting. He was supposedly arrested uh, in Jupiter, Florida at a spa for a prostitution ring. Supposedly, it was a sting, it was a setup. Supposedly, there's a video, a draft video for him inside the spa. Let's hope that never gets released. Yeah, this is not good at all. This is just a yet another scandal in Patriots football. This is not a good look for the Patriots organization at all. Um, it's also, it's just terrible that, you know, you have human trafficking and things like that. It's just, and some reports about the conditions from what those uh, women went through is not good. I don't even know where you start to punish if, if he's found guilty. He's the, he's declining it. He's declining the reports heavily right now. Is what a statement said, which is always risky because once you're found guilty, you're kind of stuck because you just did. Said, earlier you said you didn't do it. Now you're found guilty. So do you stand by your word or do you call yourself a liar? And if he is found guilty, I don't really know where you go from. How NFL punishes that? Do they take away draft picks? Do they have sanctions? I don't really know. This is just not good for the Patriots organization. Uh, supposedly, Adam Adam Schefter said that he heard a report that supposedly Robert Kraft is not even the biggest name involved in the scandal, and that that's very interesting. Uh, yeah, I hope. We'll probably find out soon enough who that big name is. Is maybe we'll take some heat off Kraft, but that is not not the best. Uh, you got feel for those. Uh, well, man, it's just terrible that that happens. Uh, obviously, props to the uh, cops who shut that down. And the last thing we're gonna talk about: Cody Parkey got released, baby. It happened. This might be the happiest I've been about a release ever since Jay Cutler. It's a tight race between him and Jay Cutler. When I heard that Jay Cutler was released, it was in, I was in eighth grade. I was leaving my class, got a notification on my phone, I screenshotted it, and later I printed it out, and I think it happened somewhere. Because that was a glorious day. He held the Bears captive for five years. But enough about that. Cody Parkey's gone, baby, and that is amazing. Cody Parkey... We all know the story. He lost the playoff game for the Bears. He hit an upright four times in one game, and he had the double doink. And it, people outside Chicago, they don't, they think it might just be over one missed kick. One missed kick. It is not. He had like 10 or 11 missed kicks over the whole season. He had the game against the Lions where he hit the upright four times. 
how you hit the upright four times. That's almost impressive how, like, rare that is. But, yeah, he's gone, thank goodness. There was a, he didn't practice at Soldier Field until he hit the upright four times and the Bears pretty much made him because he didn't want to go through the commute. If you're getting paid $4 million to make kicks, you better go to the stadium where you're making half of the kicks in practice. Robbie Gold went to practice every week. But guess what? Practicing at House Hall isn't the same as practicing right by the lake at Soldier Field. Ridiculous. Yeah. Thank goodness. This, uh, it remains to be seen, uh, whether he was going to be a post-June 1st destination. Nothing's going to be official until the new, 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 new year starts. And, so yeah, it's, it's going to have a big cap hit on us, but that sends a message to the players, uh, a good message to the players of the Bears. Because Nagy was very upset with Parky about the Today Show appearance. Uh, in his end of the year press conference, you could tell us that that was more of a him move, not a we move, which is 100% right. That made me livid. Uh, never in my whole life have I ever seen anyone try to make that about themselves. It was ridiculous. I've never, I've never seen anything like that. So, hallelujah, he's gone. Let's just hope the 49ers don't tag Robbie Gold so that we can bring him back. If Robbie Gold hits the mark, he's coming back to Chicago. I'm willing to guarantee that. He wants to come back. The Bears want him back. I'm willing to guarantee that if he hits the market, he's coming back to Chicago. But that being said, I don't think he's going to hit the market. The 49ers have a cap, crap kind of cap space. It makes no sense for them to not be willing to uh, apply a $5, or $5 million tag. Uh, one of the better kickers in the NFL recently. So yeah, if he hits the market, he's coming to the Bears, but if not, which is looking more and more likely, they're going to have to search. I mean, they signed Redford Jones. I don't think, you know, they can, I, my guess is they'll add a better two. They'll definitely might draft someone, sign someone, draft a free agent. It's definitely going to be something to watch as Hope Pace can finally get that nailed down. I also think they'll find a new punter, uh, Pilot Donald's free agent. I think they'll kind of move on. Um, but yeah, so some of my favorite tweets about this uh, parking situation was Matt Nagy probably would have called uh, while parking on today's show. If Nagy had been allowed to, he would have called the host the host of today's show and be like, hey, you told me on speaker? Cody, you're released. And I think Nagy would have loved to do that. Another one is. When he was when Cody Parkey was leaving, he probably hit the door twice. You know, Ryan Pace is probably like, don't let the door hit you on the way out. And then Parkey being uh, followed by hitting the door twice. Uh, another good tweet I saw from about Kyler Murray, or about the A's wanting the after he chose in football and he made the commitment on his Twitter, the A a report came out of the A's that they still believed they were in the hunt and didn't really believe that. Now he's kind of like, that's like, you hear your friend got dumped, and when I t- you go up to him like, hey man, sorry, sorry you got dumped, and he'd be like, no, 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 we're just going through a rough patch, he's like, nah dude, she's already dating someone else, they, yes, I'm pretty sure broken up, no, 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 man, we're just going through a rough patch, that's what it's like, and another thing, going back to the Kareem Hunt situation, it was like, when I was talking about kind of ruining what the Browns have, it's like, okay, John Dorsey, Brian Gemma, and he's like, alright guys, we have a good quarterback, 
Would you have a quarterback a good running back? What should we do this off season? And the Browns staff was like, okay, you know, we can add some receiver help with Jarvis Landry. We, we need to improve the trenches, offense and defensive line. Browns general manager signed to Uh Another good one I saw. Uh, this was a good story. It was uh, Trey Burns hype first. And when we had the polar vortex here in Chicago, so his house was flooded. And Sam Acho called him when he found out about him. Like, so, Acho's been talk- talked about as a cap captain, so you know, I'll talk about that in the Bears offseason preview. I think they could restructure with him. I think they should try to be back. He's just a good, great off the field presence. And, yeah. And he's just a great team leader. So, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, remember to, you know, uh, subscribe to Spotify. Uh, follow Winnie Two Whispers on Twitter. I'll tweet out once we. Once I get approved by Apple, but for now we're available on Google Podcasts and Spotify and Pocket Casts and uh, a couple others. Thanks for listening. Bye.